0: This morning is Psalm 110, and you can find this on page 613 of your Pew Bibles. Psalm 110. The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be willing on your day of battle, arrayed in holy splendor. Your young men will come to you like dew from the morning's womb. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of melchizedek the lord is at your right hand he will crush kings on the day of his wrath he will judge nations heaping up the dead and crushing the rulers of the whole earth he will drink from a brook along the way and so he will lift his head high Our second reading today is from Matthew's Gospel and it's Matthew chapter 22 verses 41 to 46 and this can be found on page 991 Matthew chapter 22 verse 41. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply. And from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Happy, New year. Happy New, year, New year, New Year's Eve, and on New Year's Eve, what do we do? We look back, and we look forward, we look back to the year that's gone, for, with thankfulness for God's blessings, the wonderful things that have come our way, and no doubt with some disappointments, some regrets. And perhaps some guilt. We not only look back to the year that has passed, but we look forward to the year that is ahead. And no doubt many of us are excited at the things to come, the things you are looking forward to, your hopes for this year, but also our concerns, our uncertainty. What will be the outcome in Gaza? And the Ukraine. What will be the outcome perhaps of that medical test that you are waiting for, the scan? Or might there be something completely unexpected that you have no idea about at this time? And as Michael said, as we look forward to the year ahead, uh, many of us make resolutions. What should be my priorities for the year ahead? Should losing a few kilos really be the resolution again this year? As we look back on the year that has past, and as we look forward to the year that is ahead, I wonder if you've ever asked, Is Jesus strong enough for my past? And is Jesus strong enough for my future? And it seems to be on New Year's Eve, after just celebrating Christmas, the birth of Jesus, him being laid in a manger. We should be asking this question, for at Christmas, Jesus seems extraordinarily weak. A baby. How could he be strong enough for our past and for our future? He may promise much, can he really deliver? Well, throughout January, our series is called Come and See. Come and see what God has done. Come and see how good God is. And today in Psalm 110, which we just read, come and see God's forever king and God's forever priest. I want you to see that God has promised. He has delivered and he will complete. Firstly, in Psalm 110, we're on page 613 in the Red Bibles in front of you. The Lord promised his forever king. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. I don't know about you, but I find these words confusing. Who is the Lord who says to my Lord? Are these two different people? Yes. The Lord, you see there is capital letters. This is Yahweh, the name that God gave his people to call him. This is God, Israel's God. And Israel's God says to my Lord, my master, is what it means. Who is my in this sentence? God says to my Lord. We see there at the top of the psalm, it says of David. And Matthew 22, Jesus tells us in our second Bible reading today that this psalm is actually written by David. It's written by King David, to whom God had promised that he would raise up his son to be a great king, to be the Messiah, the Christ. What does the Lord, Israel's God, say to David's son, the great king? Sit at my right hand. All Israel's kings ruled for God, but more, this one says he will rule with God. Even King David did not sit at God's right hand. He will rule with God until God makes his enemies a footstool for his feet. God defeated the enemies of David, do you remember? Goliath, Saul, but not all his enemies. But this king, all his enemies will be crushed. They'll become a footstool that this king simply rests his feet upon. The Lord promised his forever king. Imagine how good it would be if that came true. But there is more. The Lord promised his forever priest. God had always promised a a king to rule God's people, to defeat their enemies, and a priest to intercede, to stand between God and his people, to maintain their relationship. God provided both. But they were always different people. They had to be. The king was the son of David. The priest was a descendant of Levi. Different families. And the priest would never last forever. Have a look at verse 4. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. This is a strange promise. Even stranger because it mentions someone called Melchizedek, have you ever heard of him? He's not mentioned in the Bible for 500 pages until this point. It's been 500 years since he appeared. But back in Genesis 14, there was a battle of some great kings and Abraham's nephew Lot was taken hostage and Abraham, like a great king, defeated his enemies and rescued his nephew. When he returned in triumph in the valley of the kings, out of nowhere comes someone called Melchizedek. And verse 18, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought our bread and wine to celebrate. He was priest of God most high and he blessed Abram. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. There is a priest coming who is not from the family of Levi. He'll be a king, just like Melchizedek was the king of Salem, which is actually the city of Jerusalem, David's city. There is a king coming who will also be a priest. The Lord promised his forever priest, who would never die, interceding for his people. Imagine how good that would be. The Lord has promised his forever king and his forever priest. Point two, the Lord will deliver. The Lord will extend your rule, says David. Verse two, the Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be willing on your day of battle. Here is a triumphant picture of the King. Who will rule in the midst of his enemies, his own troops will be willing and as a result his rule will extend. Like an empire where the sun never sets, his rule will just grow and grow. The Lord will make you a king forever, he will extend your rule. But what sort of rule will it be? In name only, with constant uprisings? No, the last part of the psalm. The Lord will destroy your enemies, verse 5. The Lord is at your right hand. He will crush kings on the day of his wrath. He will judge nations heaping up the dead. Here is a picture of God in the last part of the psalm that we are not used to and that is not popular, but it is common in the Old Testament and in the book of Revelation that God is a mighty warrior, like a gladiator, He marches to battle on the day of his wrath. He crushes his enemies and makes them a footstool. It's not just that the Lord has promised a forever king and priest. David says the Lord will deliver on his promise. He will extend your rule and crush your enemies. There is the promise. A forever king and a forever priest. The Lord promises to deliver. Has he delivered? Point three, the Lord has delivered his forever king. We saw last week at Christmas that in the family tree of Jesus in Matthew 1, we are looking for a son of David. Someone who will be the forever king. His son Solomon, well... The enemies were put under his feet. In time of peace, he built the temple. And when he opened the temple in 1 Kings 8, he acted a lot like a priest. But he was not actually a priest. And even if he was, he was not forever. He died. And when he died, his enemies were not his footstool. In fact, the ten tribes of Israel rose up against his son. No, Solomon was not the enemy. And every king after Solomon, even the good kings, were not that good, and every one of them died. It did seem like for a thousand years that God had not delivered on his promise until the first Christmas. Matthew chapter 1, the record of the origins of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David. Here he is. The forever king. His actions were so extraordinary over sickness and over death that his disciples confessed, you are the Messiah. And when his enemies asked him, are you the Messiah? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One. It seemed ridiculous at the time, for he was on trial for execution And the next days, his enemies executed him. But God raised him up, exalted him to his right hand, and gave him all authority. Just a few days later, Peter said, God promised that he would sit at his right hand. Let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. The Lord promised and the Lord has delivered. Jesus is seated at God's right hand now. And what is he doing? He's waiting. Waiting for the Lord to make his enemies his footstool. Has God been doing it? Yes. What the Lord has promised, he has been doing. He's been extending his rule Ever since, Jesus says, all authority has been given to me, so go and make disciples. And ever since, his people have been making disciples, convicting, uh, defeating the enemies of Jesus by his spirit, convicting people of sin and causing them to repent. His rule has extended to every nation, even ours. And he will finally destroy his enemies. In Revelation 19, Jesus rides on a white horse with the armies of heaven following him. Satan is captured and judged, and the rest are slain by the sword. Everything will be put under his feet, even the last enemy that is death. The Lord promised his forever king. He delivered, he is delivering, and he will complete. Friends, as we face a new year, the Jesus of Christmas seems weak, inadequate to the task. But come and see God's forever king. Weak is the last word you would use for him. He's defeated death, he's raised from the dead, and he's seated at the right hand of God. There are wars and opposition to him, and many ignore him, but that is not a surprise. That is not a contradiction. God said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. That's exactly what God said would happen. He now rules at God's right hand and nothing, nothing in the year ahead is outside his control. And he is extending his rule as we make disciples and become mature disciples. And when he returns, the Lord will complete his promise. He will judge the nations and crush the rulers of the earth. So please, make sure you are not his enemy on that day. As we face the uncertainty of a new year, Wars and natural disasters, the uncertainty of your personal life and what 2024 might hold. Come and see. Come and see who sits at God's right hand and do not be afraid. And as you make your resolutions for the year ahead, as you set your priorities... Jesus sits at God's right hand. The Lord is extending his rule as we make disciples of Jesus. How will his rule extend over your life in 2024? What will you do to promote that happening? How will you extend his rule over those you know in 2024? How will the priority of extending his rule through making disciples actually change your life next year? What resolution do you want to make? But God not only has delivered his forever king, he's delivered his forever Priest. In Jesus' family tree, we saw in Matthew chapter 1, there is no sign of Melchizedek. But the angel said, Joseph, son of David, you must name the child Jesus. The Lord saves, for he will save his people from their sins. Looking back on the life and the death of Jesus, the writer to the Hebrews says that Jesus is a perfect priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses but was without sin. He's the perfect sacrifice, his own blood, and he will never die. He's our forever priest. He is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for us. He always lives to intercede for us in 2023 and in 2024. As you look back on the year past, with all of its regrets and its guilt, as you look forward to the year ahead and you hope for a fresh start, but sadly you know that you are going to take yourself with you into the new year. With all its failings. How good it is to have a forever priest who is powerful enough. Uh, tonight, hundreds of thousands of people will gather around Sydney Harbour to watch the fireworks. We'll gather together to celebrate, uh, to leave behind 2023 and to face 2024. It'll be a lot of fun. And many of us will watch it on our TV screens. But how can a temporary celebration bring you confidence and help you to see your priorities for the year ahead? It can't, can it? Of course not. So come and see our forever king and our forever priest. You can look back on the year that's passed with comfort that your sins are forgiven. You can look forward with confidence to the year ahead, no matter what it will hold. For Jesus is our forever King. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that as we look back and we look forward, we can know that Jesus is not weak, but all power. He is indeed exactly what we need. Help us then to see him and to trust him. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.